All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in Daily Faceoff Live, Wednesday, November 16th. Tyler Uremchuk and Mike McKenna with you for a little bit of hump day hockey talk. Mike? Yeah, man. I'm ready. Tyler, you just froze up on us there. We're doing... I, it's a, it's funny because you get midway through the week now and you think, like, we're in the gut of things, but there's only four games coming up tonight. I, I, this schedule blows me away. Like, you'll get ten games one night, four the next, two the next. Like, Let's have some consistency here at NHL. But you know what? The hardest job in the world is, Tyler, is unquestionably making the NHL schedule. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, do not envy that position at all. Let's talk about what we saw on the ice last night. Because like you said, it was a busy one. So let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with the Columbus Blue Jackets and their injury woes. Last week, it was losing Zach Wierenski for the entire season. Earlier this week, Patrick Laine out again for three to four weeks. And then in last night's game, Elvis Merzlikens leaves, Jake Bean leaves. Adding to the list of names that you see here on your screen, Nick Blankenberg, Adam Boquist, Jakub Voracek, they're missing a ton of key players here. And it's starting to bring up the old Connor Bedard conversation around the Columbus Blue Jackets. And listen, there's just, there's not a lot going well for this team, Mike. And my take, they got to embrace the tank because this season is not going to turn around for them. The only problem is I don't know how they really do that. They don't have many parts to sell off, Tyler. Like when you look up and down the contractual status of the Columbus Blue Jackets, your UFAs at the end of the season are Gustav Nyquist, Gavrikov, and Jornis Korpisalo. 
So who are you going to get value out of if you're going to trade anybody off? Maybe Corpus Allo, I don't know, maybe Nyquist at the deadline. Like, I think CBJ is just kind of in one here, man. And the best quote I've seen from it was from head coach Brad Larson that said when athletic trainer Mike Voigt walks in the room, he's terrified. Like, he's just scared to death that he's going to lose another couple players because it's what it feels like. Every game they're losing two. You know, I mean, good Branson and Corrali just came back from injuries. So yeah. I, I just think that this is a really tough position for Columbus because it's not like they've been horrible on the ice. Like, they're five points away from Calgary in 19th. They're somehow keeping their heads above water. I think a lot of that's due to their leader, their captain, Boone Jenner, who's been bringing it every night. He had two goals last night, won some key face-offs, and they just keep grinding. But I don't even know how you embrace the tank, Tyler. Like, what can they sell? Like, this is just looking to be a long year for Columbus until they get healthy again. Well, yeah, and, and that's where I was going to go next. Like you mentioned, Nyquist, okay, what's he going to get you? If you retain half, maybe you get a mid-round pick for that guy. Vlad Gavrikov maybe. on the blue line is maybe someone who'd get you a little bit. Corpus Allo, you're looking at a mid to late round pick in all likelihood. Jack Roslevic was healthy scratched last mm -hmm. night, which, again, that says a lot. Because if you're getting healthy scratched when there are a handful of forwards already out of your lineup, that really says something, but yeah. he's got one more year at $4 million. It's not like you're going to pawn him off to a contender either or a team that's close to the cap. So I do not envy the position that this Blue Jackets front office is in, but I do like the pieces they have there. Like it, it's not mm -hmm. going to work this year. I think everyone can kind of say that, but that doesn't mean they have to blow this up, right? Like there are good pieces in play here. Yeah, there's young. I mean, there are, you look at, you've got Goudreau locked up. There's a starting point for you. And I mean, I, I think that, it's not a club that should have been this bad this year. It's all predicated on injuries. And like you said about Roslovic, if you're Jarmo Kekalainen, how do you look at another NHL team and go, hey, I'd like to trade you a $4 million healthy, healthy scratch. And that other team's going, what are you going to give me with it instead of me giving you something? So it's a tough spot for Jarmo yeah. Kekalainen and the Columbus Blue Jackets. It certainly is. Uh, let's move along and talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. More specifically, their captain, John Tavares, scoring his 400th career NHL goal. He's, or by the end of this season, he'll likely be top 100 all-time in the NHL in goals scored. In all likelihood, by the end of his career, he's going to be top 50 in goals scored in the NHL. A remarkable individual talent. But I want to talk a little bit about his legacy here. We're a day removed from doing all this Hall of Fame discussion over the last week. Tavares specifically, like I said, there's no denying the individual talent with this player. But how much of his legacy, Mike, rides on this season? Like, he comes to Toronto, it's the homecoming, the picture in the pajamas, all of that stuff. And yet you look <laughs> back at his career, no playoff success. This guy, even if he's top 50 in goals by the end of his career, if he doesn't make it work soon with this core in Toronto as their captain, that's going to be the overarching theme of his career is he'll be the guy who went home and still didn't get it done. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think for Tavares, you can kind of look at this almost as a, in some ways to me, his career is kind of a comparable to Steve Eiserman. And I don't want people to go off the deep end here and, and try to, you know, take an all-time great in Eiserman and throw Tavares in that mix. But what I mean by that is that Eiserman was the captain of the Red Wings forever, it seems like, and Tavares is the captain of the Maple Leafs. And, you know, as Eiserman's career progressed, he wasn't necessarily always the leading scorer for the Red Wings. Um, but his production shifted a little bit. He went from scoring a ton of goals to being more of a playmaker. And Tavares has done that too for uh, for Toronto. So, you know, as he gets into the twilight of this contract, he's got two years left. Yeah, like he better have a couple of deep runs towards the Stanley Cup with him as the leader. If he's going to supplant himself as one of the top 
memories, top people in franchise history for Toronto, because otherwise he's just an also ran. He's not going to lead this team in scoring. And you're going to look back on it like, well, I guess he was an okay captain, but we didn't accomplish anything instead of man, we won. He was a great captain. And even though his goal scoring was down, his point per game totals were still there. Like there's different ways to look at it. And again, I would almost look towards Iserman's career for inspiration. If I'm Tavares, that longevity and ability to adapt over time. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a great point as well. That individual success maybe tapers off a little bit, but maybe mm-hmm. he can go on a run where he wins some rings here and, and totally changes the perception of his career. I'm sure if you were to ask Islanders fans for their perception of his career, it would also be greatly different than what maybe a Maple Leafs fan would say. But how about Toronto now? 5-2-3 and three in their last 10 games and been second in the Atlantic Division, and they got a big win last night thanks to their Mm -hmm. captain. Staying in the Atlantic Division, the Buffalo Sabres, they were a great story in month one, in the first three weeks of the season, I should say. As we've continued on, they've kind of struggled a little bit here. You see that points percentage, they're now down 25th in the NHL, six game losing streak, three and seven in their last 10 games. Mike, is this just a young team hitting a little skid and it's a road bump? Or has something been exposed with this Sabres team that maybe it was all smoke and mirrors for the first three weeks of the season? I think it's more that we're looking at a young club here, but you're also factoring in that this team is growing and they have some inconsistent players in general. You know, like when you look at top end of this, this is probably a one and a half line team in Buffalo and the defensive cores, two, three, four, maybe like you're, you've got a lot of players that, you know, frankly, your depth pieces that are playing elevated roles. And early in a season, you can kind of get by with that. But look at it this way. Like, Alex Tuck's always been a streaky player. Like, if you expect him to score every night, it's not going to happen. And that's where you need the depth. And the depth is missing in Buffalo. <laughs> and so, like, they've given up way too many high-danger chances recently. It's reflected in the team's save percentage. They haven't been good on the kill. And, you know, Comrie and Anderson have been under siege. They haven't been as good either. But, of course, that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So, Thompson and Darlene are two players that I don't have a problem with. Like they've been awesome all year. And I think Skinner's been okay. And, and like I said, Tuck's streaky. It's just, this isn't a team that's very deep, Tyler. The one player I like though, Owen Power, he's put some points up, but he's been inconsistent defensively. And so that's expected of a 19 year old defenseman. He's the greatest bellwether of this club in Buffalo. When Owen Power starts to learn how to play defense and be stronger with it, this club in Buffalo is going to take off, but we're still probably two or three years away from seeing that happen. Yeah, I think this is just a bit of a reminder, this little bump in the road, that they're still quite a ways away. And I know earlier in the year, mm-hmm. everyone loved this forward group. It seemed pretty spread out. And I kind of looked at it and said, is is it spread out or is it just kind of mediocre? And and you look at, you know, every line more or less has a rookie or a young player on it with the exception of their top line and Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck. And what do we know about young players? Consistency can be hard for them to find at the NHL level. I think that's what we're seeing here, you know? I I don't view them as a playoff team. I never viewed them as a playoff team. But I also think this is a team that can probably, you know, go on a couple of heaters this year, like they did early, where they win four or five in a row. And everyone's like, oh, look at how much excitement there is. But for young teams who are trying to come out of a rebuild, the toughest thing to learn is consistency, Mike. No question. It is, man. And and also, let's think about this. Eric Comrie is really playing what's number one minutes for the first time in his career. And you got to learn how to manage that as a goaltender as well. So there's a learning curve there, too. 100%. 100%. Let's move along to what we're looking at tonight on the NHL schedule. You mentioned it off the top, a bit of a quiet evening, but there is one really intriguing matchup in Edmonton as the LA Kings roll into town for the first time 
since game seven of round one of the playoffs last season. And the Kings went out and had a great offseason. They added a piece like Kevin Fiala. They're healthier now. Guys like Arvidsson and Doughty will be in the lineup. They weren't in game seven of that series. And it's a big reason why the Kings weren't able to upset the Oilers in round one of the playoffs. But this Kings team, I mean, you look at Fiala off to a point of game start mm-hmm. right now. They are outscoring just some shoddy goaltending. You look at them, 29th in team save percentage right now. And then you look at the team they're playing, the Edmonton Oilers, and the big story there has been Jack Campbell's struggles. And, you know, is he maybe not capable of being the number one that the Oilers are paying him to be? Let's start with the goaltending here, Mike. When you look at these two sides, are, are there major concerns here between the pipes? Well, it depends who's playing. Right now, Stuart Skinner's been great. Of the four goaltenders that could potentially play in this game tonight, Stuart Skinner has been the best one. Campbell struggled mightily. I had a piece out of Daily Faceoff yesterday kind of highlighting some of the reasons why I think his game has been troubled so far this year. Uh, but when you look at the Kings side, Jonathan Quick hasn't updated his game in a decade, and Cal Peterson has struggled to find the technical consistency necessary to be good at the NHL level. So I think both of these clubs have the potential to be foiled by goaltending as the year goes on, especially in playoffs, unless Quick just goes on one of those magical runs that he's had before. Like when he's reading it, Tyler, and he's in on it, like he's as good as anybody, but the technical side isn't there. So it's harder for him. My question going into this game tonight, Tyler, what do you think the over-under is going to be? Like if I told you it was nine and a half, would you take the over or under on this one? Depending on the pair you gave me, I mean, you see both these teams averaging over 3.3 goals per game. For Edmonton, the over-under has just been dependent on, like you said, who's starting between the pipes for them. Um, but, it, yeah, I think this will be really interesting. The Kings right now kind of playing at that 95-ish point pace for the year. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of who they are. They're a team that right now is outscoring their, their sloppy goaltending. I think there'll be runs where Jonathan Quick is – much better than he is right now and that'll get him some points there's also going to be some runs probably where their offense dries up a little bit as well the Oilers for me are the team that's been underperforming through one month of the season you look at them they're playing at like a 92 point pace I would say there's a little bit of pressure on the Oilers tonight to start this week they play LA tonight Vegas on Saturday two big divisional games there's some pressure on the Oilers to get things on track here because they're 15th in the NHL in points percentage right now they were expected to be a cup contender this year yeah, I think you really hit it on the head, Tyler, that it's the in-division right now because you're looking at this as a potential matchup in playoffs. We saw it last year. Edmonton, L.A., they faced off. Vegas is going to be in the mix by the end of the season. By all means, these two should be, L.A. and Edmonton, they should be playoff teams, and they're going to have to go through one another. These types of games are the ones where you really want to see, especially where depth can come through. We know what McDavid and crew is going to be like. We know what Fiala is going to be like. You want to see how downstream that affects the game. 100%. Let's dig into some numbers with our weekly hit with Cam Sharon, the number crunch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Always a pleasure to welcome Cam Sharon into the show for the number crunch, which is delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Cam, in your first few hits, you've been talking a bit about the increase in scoring this year and sort of the effects that's been having. Take, take us through uh, your process here, Logan. What's going on with the uptick in scoring? Well, it's strange. Like, there's a lot of top goalies this year that have really struggled. And you just mentioned Jack Campbell, but also guys like Andre Vasilevsky. You know, uh, Dallas scored another four goals last night again. Uh, actually, he wasn't even in net. Never mind. But guys like Vasilevsky and Chesterkin haven't really been at the level that they were at a year ago. So, one thing that I'm kind of looking at is just uh, how goaltending and offense has changed over the last uh, over the last several years. And this is a graph I've kind of come back to and you can just see that since save percentage peaked in the 2016 season it's kind of been falling uh very steadily very you know since so we see those that static green line is where we are now and we're just really falling to a point where we you know we can expect expect a lot of goals we can expect a lot of goals at five on five we can really expect a lot of scoring we can expect a lot more 100 point players it's a really fascinating time to be watching hockey right now and there's a lot of different reasons for it I don't know if it's entirely due to goalies getting better. I think that there's a lot that's happening in offenses. Uh, I think teams are starting to use the middle of the ice more. They're starting to pass the puck a lot more around the offensive zone. It's really, uh, it's really fascinating just to see like what attacking players are doing to create space and to create time. And it's, it's leading to much more exciting hockey, which I think, I, you know, I think it's great. And I think, uh, we're just, you know, the, the games are a lot more exciting. They're, all, they're flowing a lot more. Teams are faster. And it's harder to, you know, it's harder for a team that if they're up by two goals in the first period, you can't just lock it down for 40 minutes. You have to keep pressing and keep pressing. We've seen a lot of multi-goal comebacks already. It's not just the Canucks that are blowing them. It's pretty much every team. So, uh, yeah, this is something I've, I'm keeping an eye on. And it seems that it's really stabilized. We saw last year there was actually a, 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 a drop in scoring at the start. And then as COVID took over and, more goalies and defenders came into the league that weren't necessarily experienced. Uh, we saw the offenses really uh, take off thanks to COVID. And uh, we're kind of where we were around mid-season last year. Okay. Uh, you're in hot water with the goalie union for blaming the goalies. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> Cam, actually, I... It's, I, it's not yeah. all the goalies. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely saying that they're, that they're in trouble here. <laughs> well, listen, I, don't, I actually don't disagree with you because I don't think it's yeah. been as much bad goaltending. I think it's actually that the shooters are starting to gain an advantage again and goaltending has kind of reached a point where it's optimized and the shooters and the skilled players are starting to get better and outpace that. So that's what your numbers, I think, are starting to hint at. Yeah, Last week when you're on, you I, talked I think... about how the, 
Okay. Yeah. You know, last week well, you talked I was, about I was how you say, flames. Okay, low shooting shoot percentage to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking flames now, man. Let's talk flames, yeah. okay? Yeah. They had a terrible shooting percentage. You thought that was going to turn around. Are there any other teams out there that are low right now when it comes to shooting percentage you think that are going to start to rise as the year goes? Um, yeah. And so one of the things at this point in the year is that there's such a low, uh, level of, you know, we have such a small sample size, so it's hard to tell like what based on, you know, which teams have scored, are they going to keep scoring or, uh, you know, what number do we use to, to tell what future offense is going to bring And this, the stat that I've been, uh, using the most is, uh, scoring chances at natural statric. So I brought up the flames last week as a team that, uh, they have a lot of players that were high in scoring chances, not necessarily generating a lot of goals. I think that they're going to probably turn around offensively. We saw that high scoring game against the Kings earlier this week. And the other three teams I've kind of identified are the blues Leafs and wild. And I think one of the reasons why we're actually kind of lower scoring than where we were at the end of last year is because there were so many teams that were good offensively a year ago, like Calgary, St. Louis, Minnesota, Toronto, that just ha- and Colorado that just haven't gotten it together offensively at five on five so far this year. And so Colorado's, you know, they're being uh, led by their power play. So that's uh, that's a thing. But St. Louis is really interesting to me. Um, like just that Robert Thomas line with Tarasenko and Bushnevich, they've they were one of the top scoring lines last year, and they're down to three goals per sixty this year. Uh, I think they've been split up as well. And then there's the Braden Shen line, Barbashev and Cairo. They were at three point eight goals per sixty last year. They're down to under two. It's really stri- uh, like I I I don't really see St. Louis whipping the puck around the offensive zone. Uh, I I really had them as a team to watch this year. I think that they're really fun to watch on offense. Uh, when it's all clicking and it's not really clicking for them. So just based on their history, I would expect them to to improve. Their scoring chance numbers are around where they were last year, and they kind of, they tend to kind of outshoot that because the scoring chances they take are all so good because of how much puck movement they have within the offensive zone. And then, of course, uh, you know, with Toronto, I just think of Austin Matthews and how snake-bitten he's been. He's just taken – he's led the league in scoring chances, and he has two five-on-five goals this year. He only has seven on the season. Five of those have been on the power play. It's it's really strange watching him because I've watched him so closely over the years, and he's just been scoring so much from all these different situations, and he just doesn't have that this year. And then the other team I'd kind of look at is actually Winnipeg. They're kind of middle of the pack in terms of five-on-five chance generation, but they're really average in terms of goals. Uh, They're actually below two right now. Uh, unlike the Blues or Leafs, though, they don't really have that history to fall back on. They were a bottom five team in shooting percentage last year, and the team, the players that they have are kind of that are kind of snake bitten, other than Kyle Connor, uh, who's kind of been offset by how good of a season that Shifley's having. You know, we're looking at guys like Mason Appleton or David Gustafson, guys that are generating those chances, but don't really have that, you know, the history as being a good finisher. To, uh, uh, you know, f- for me to have a whole lot of confidence that thing, that things are going to turn around for Winnipeg at least when it comes to their five-on-five offense. They really need Nick Ehlers back because uh, I don't know how long Connor Hellebuck is going to be able to hold them in so many games. You know, as we talked about, goalies are just having such a tough season, and eventually it might come for him. Interesting stuff. I, I love the point you make about you can't just look at a guy with a low shooting percentage and be like, ah, he'll bounce back. You need to look at kind yeah. of the history behind yeah. it as well. Great info as always, Cam Sharon. the live delay or the delay of live TV, be damned. Appreciate the hit as always. Uh, the number crunch delivered by DoorDash. You can use that promo code GAMEDAY25, get you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you use the DoorDash app. Chat with you next week, man. Yeah, see ya. 
We are halfway through Movember, Mike McKenna, and that is the inspiration for today's hashtag AskDFO inbox question. Yes, you're blocking off your beard, so it looks like you got the stash going. The question is, and I saw you put this out on Twitter yesterday, who's got the best mustache in the NHL? Well, it's because I, I think I might be aggregating here. I'd like to write a little piece on it. Um, you know, I'll have it by the end of the month, by the way. I got a dark horse candidate. I mean, I think people have lost seen Maybe it's Philip Forsberg or Eric Carlson, or you think back to even George Paris. Well, has anybody seen Mario Ferraro with the San Jose Sharks? Oh, you this like this is this is the pinnacle of greasiness, man. Like this is legit. You could take this out of 1977, from the hair to the missing teeth to just the absolute grease duster. This is a hell of a look, Tyler. I mean, do you have anybody that could top this? Well, so the thing with Ferrari here, not just the mustache, it's the vibe, like you said, the teeth, the hair, yes. all of that. Like he, he might lead Vintage. the league in vibe for 60 if we're talking about analytics. Uh, but for me, I was looking for more of a, you know, let's look at the mustache and critique it like mustache experts. And I'm going to Stuart Skinner for my pick because look oh. at this the depth, the Would width, you look at that so push much, broom? So full. And he's got the smile oh. to go with it too. I think it's got to be Stu. It's, I mean, that push broom is it's, it's it's clinically perfect. Like you you can't beat that. You could you could clean a garage floor with that thing. Wow. Where's uh, his bottom lip? Yes. You can't, like usually you can't see a top lip. I can't even see his bottom lip. Man. And that's what I love about this is like he's got that big grin too, but you don't see his mouth <laughs> at all. Uh, I think no one's rocking the stash. And, and it's quite the contrast. <laughs> yes. Good point, Alex. No teeth at all. Also no teeth on Mario Ferraro, but for a totally different reason. Uh, yeah, we are we are getting a little sidetracked here. Let's get it back on the rails and jump into our daily bets for our friends at Points Bet Canada. Two and one last night, so a little bit of profit. Looking to build on that this evening. So let's jump into the lines over at Points Bet Canada. Starting with that matchup, uh, we're going to start at the bottom. Blues taking on the Hawks. You see minus 180 on the money line. Cam Sharon talking about, uh, you know, maybe the Blues are going to bounce back a little bit. I like them to get a victory here tonight, and I like taking them in regulation at minus 110. This Blues team has won three in a row. The Hawks only have three wins in their last 10 games as well. This is a pretty good spot at minus 110 on the Blues in regulation. And two shot props tonight. The first one is in that Buffalo-Ottawa game. Rasmus Dahlin is in auto bet territory. He has hit his shot prop in nine straight games. Yeah, it's not paying out great. Minus 190 is not a good line. But if he's going to keep hitting it, I'm just going to keep betting it. It's basically free money at this point. So Darlene over two and a half shots on goal. Even though the payout isn't great, I'm hammering that one. And I'm also taking Connor McDavid to go over three and a half shots on goal in this game. He's hit this in four or five, even though he missed it last game. And he's also hit it in 12 of 16 games so far this season. He's hitting at a tremendous clip. He's back on home ice for the Edmonton Oilers. And I like McDavid to dominate the Kings matchup similarly to how he dominated them in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So McDavid shot prop, Darlene shot prop, Blues and regulation are my three bets of the day. And with that, Mike McKenna, let's get into garbage time. Yeah, let's talk some real trash here with John Tortorella last night. The, the reason why we have interviews during the game is to try to get some raw emotion from the bench. And let's play the clip because Torch brought it last night. Oh, so we, we're going to let that one go. Yeah. John Tortorella last night 
is on the bench and he gets the interview midway through the game against the Blue Jackets. He's back against his old club and he's asked that he goes, Torts, how are you guys doing tonight? We're, we suck. <laughs> he goes, we're terrible. No back check, was it? And then they come back to me. What yeah. would you see? To, what would you like to see as the night goes on? Back checking. Thanks, Torts. You're welcome. That was it. Like it was I the like, most quick blast. The headset talk too. Seconds. It was so good. Yeah, it was in and out. Twenty seconds to the point, direct, and it was classic Tortorella. And he was just as honest as could be. We suck. We can't do anything. And I don't know, man. I enjoy that moment. I think that's why we should have more of that. I think players, coaches, the more you can get on the mic during the game, it, you know, in between play, the better. It shows the true aspect of it. Yeah, and I saw some people being like, oh, look at Torts being such a big baby. Can't even give his interview in the middle of the game. And it's like, no, that I'm with you. Like, that is exactly what I want. I want to see a pissed-off yeah. coach live on my TV while I'm watching the game. Whether you're a fan of the Flyers or just a fan of hockey, I think that's, you nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. Um, you want to see that raw emotion a lot more when you're sitting down to watch the sport because that's what makes hockey so great. Uh, fantastic yep. stuff. Love the garbage time from you, Mr. McKenna. That's going to be a wrap on the third consecutive Urem Chicken McKenna edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Frank Saravalli and Stephen Ellis are going to be around for tomorrow's show live at noon Eastern. Until then, enjoy the games tonight, hockey fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first, and you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.